Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and business coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence so that you can create the abundant life and profitable business you truly love and deserve. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best version of yourself and share your authentic magic with the world. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello, gorgeous human. How are you? Welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm Evie. I'm your host. I'm a life and business coach and I'm so excited to bring you part two of the Ask Me Anything podcast. So if you haven't already, go check out part one where I'm answering all of your questions that you sent through on Instagram about my personal world, my personal life, and also uh, there's quite a few questions that came through about my pregnancy journey as well. So that is podcast episode, uh, sorry, part one of this podcast episode, and If you haven't heard me share on that one, what actually happened was that I recorded this podcast episode from Woe to Go with all of your questions, and there was about 15-odd questions, and I clearly had a lot to share and say, and what actually happened was it took me well over an hour to record the entire thing. So what I decided to do was break it down into two parts, because otherwise it would be a really, really, really long podcast episode, and I would literally be chewing off your ear. So... Part one is all the personal and pregnancy related questions and part two is all about the business related questions or a bit about like my creative process. We talked also about um, having the courage to start something new and knowing if you know, not knowing if it would help other people or not. Uh, What else? Fear of success, um, things that I wish I had done sooner in my business. How do I manage my time, my schedule, all of that kind of thing. So I grouped those types of questions together. And that's what you're going to hear me talk to in today's podcast episode for part two of the Ask Me Anything podcast. It was so fun to record this episode. So thank you again for sending in your questions, for sharing your love and for asking such great questions. I really loved the the vast range of questions that came through and it was just so fun for me to answer these clearly because I had so much to say. <laughs> so check out part one of this podcast as well. And here is part two, all about your business questions for the Ask Me Anything podcast. I hope you love it. Let me know what you think, of course. Um, so anyway, let's dive in. Here we go. Alrighty, this is so fun. Okay, we're up to section three now. This is going to be quite a long episode, but I hope you're loving it. I hope you're still listening. Um, Okay, so the last one is all about some business-related questions. So the first question is, um, would love to hear about the creative process. How do you create? What is your process? Mm, This is a great question. This is a really interesting question. I feel like I create almost every day for my business, to be totally honest, in my line of work. And so it's probably been something that I just do now. So it's interesting to pause and think about my process here. 
Um, but I also want to another side <laughs> side conversation here. I was always one of those people that never thought I was creative. I was like, no, no, I'm just not a creative person. But yet I played music for almost all of my life. And that was like such a creative thing. Um, I just didn't think that I fitted the mold of creativity, if that makes sense. Um, but obviously that was a big part of my journey at the start as well and actually really embracing that. And I think a big part of that that really helped me to tap into my creativity at the start was the journey from getting out of my head and into my body. So learning to dial down my inner critic and not living my life in my mind all the time and actually connecting in with my true self, connecting in with my intuition, with my inner wisdom having that beautiful connection with myself and then allowing myself, trusting myself to create from that place. And so now I feel like creation and creativity is really just an expression of me. But I think, yeah, and that's why I probably wanted to share that backstory is because you might need to get to that point first and foremost for it to then feel like it's a creation of you or an expression of you rather. Um, your creations are expression of you, yeah. So I think that's how I would do it nowadays in my business is really just tapping into my intuition. I think a part of the process is carving out time to do it, to allow that to come forward I don't think we can yes we can absolutely practice that and it becomes a lot more natural and we can do it more on the fly but I think initially for me it's really about creating some space and time so it's less about like doing the busy work or like for example in my own business at the moment what I would normally do is do creations on the days that I don't see clients so that it's kind of a different energy, right? I've got a bit more space and time. I've got, yeah, more time to do like a big meditation beforehand, for example, or maybe I need to get into nature or to get into that expansive, abundant, creative energy. I think that's also a big part of it. So is that meditation for me or is it like nature time outside walks? It could be going to the gym as well, like really getting out of my mind and into my body and, you know, having music and other energy around me to really, you know, get my, get my excitement going, um, get the creative juices going. So I think that's probably a big part of it is like priming yourself for it, having time and space that's dedicated for that. So, you know, you're not just doing it on the fly or when you're or more in your mind and more in those kind of like masculine type um, tasks, for example. And then more specifically about like, for example, in my business, if I was creating a new offer or creating yeah something new, the first and foremost is like I allow the idea to come up intuitively or land or drop in. And normally that happens when I am you know, living and I'm, I'm more connected. So that's normally like out on walks at the beach, at the park, exercising, just living life outside of, you know, my business or my work. And then it would be to kind of take that idea and play with it. So I would probably do a big journal session, brain dump a whole lot of ideas, just anything and everything that was coming to me. And then I would probably want to try and start to sort it out if I was at that point where I felt like I was like, yes, really excited for this. I've got all the ideas. Then I would want to kind of process it and sort it out a little bit. So one of the ways I do this, and again, just a suggestion here, 
and just sharing my process is to write down each individual idea onto a post-it note and then I've got all of the ideas down and I stick them on my wall and then what you can do is almost like sort out the ideas from there so you can look at like themes or categories or modules or however it looks for you and whatever project you're creating there but kind of like gives you a little bit of more flow and structure so that can be really helpful or even just brain dumping on a Google Doc and then kind of like cutting and pasting and moving around ideas and that kind of thing. Um, the other thing that sometimes helps me is just talking it out as well. So obviously that would be what I would do with my own personal coach or it could be that I do this like on a walk and I'm just voice noting myself. Sometimes I voice record myself doing this which is helpful or I'm driving and I've just like got the voice recording thing playing in the background and I'm just like or recording in the background and I'm just talking um so that can be really helpful um then what would be my next step I think once you've sorted it out and processed it and kind of got a bit more of an outline or a plan then it's literally just doing it right um yeah is there anything else I would share there I think that's probably the biggest thing the only other thing I would say and this is more related to business specific creations is that I, I really believe that not all of our business ideas or creations need to be birthed into the world at one time or like if you've got the idea or something lands or drops in amazing what I normally recommend to my masterminders and my business coaching clients is to put that in a, a diary or like a google doc in one place that you'd always go back to and just have a whole lot of ideas there and then yeah, if it keeps coming around or it makes sense in terms of your business or your, your business model, the phase of business that you're at, then of course we might want to explore that some more and bring it to life. Or it could be that we come back to that at a later date. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I would say about my creative process. I hope that's helpful. Okay, next question. Talk us through the courage of starting something new. How did you know it will help others? Mm, I'm assuming they're referring to my coaching business here. <laughs> um, so walk us through the courage of starting something new. How did you know it would help others? Look, I think if I answer the second part first, how did I know it would help others? I just intuitively knew, but also that was based on my own personal experience as well. Um, I know that most of you have probably heard parts of my journey on you know various things from working with me or podcasts, etc., um, is that I did so much of my own inner work and worked with coaches and did heaps of personal development world uh, work before I became a coach myself. So I knew that it transformed my life. I knew that it had, had literally changed my life. And so I said, you know, if it could change mine, then surely I can support other people to do the same. That if I can make this this change, if I can have this transformation, then it's available to others too. So I think that was my big knowing around specifically my coaching business was, of course, it's going to help others. Like it just, yeah, it just has to. And inherently coaching does help others, right? And then how did I have the courage to start something new? This is a good question. I feel like I have done podcast episodes on this in the past. So definitely go check out those earlier ones where I like took the leap and went full time in my business and had the courage to go full time and those sorts of things. So there's probably more in those episodes. But just briefly on this one, how did I have the courage? Look, I think you've got to have a strong enough why. I was deeply committed to this vision. I loved coaching. I still do. 
you know, the energy, the love, the passion, the fulfillment that it gave me was just like undeniable. Like I remember learning about this stuff. And uh, when I first started coaching people, I was like, holy moly, I didn't know I could feel this good. And I say that with an all seriousness, like I never had this feeling before. And, you know, I was a really good physio and I loved that physio job. And that gave me a big high and that gave me a lot of fulfillment. But this was like a whole nother level of it. <laughs> so I think having that strong why and having that intuitive knowing, like this is my work, I really need to do it. And you know, I stewed on this for a long time as well. Please know that it wasn't like I decided and then I did it. I thought about being a coach for a long, long time before I became a coach. It took me a long time to pull up the courage to sign up to train and to certify as a life, as a life coach. And then it took me a long time after that to build up the courage to put myself out there and to build my business to, you know, to coach more people. So it's definitely been a journey. But I think you have to have a strong enough why and you have to have that, you have to have a bigger reason to do it. And that reason was greater than myself. This, I think that's a big part of it as well is that, yes, I wanted to do it for me because I loved it and I wanted that lifestyle and yeah, I wanted to have my own business and all of those sorts of things. But ultimately it was far greater than me. I wanted to change people's lives. I want to make incredible impact in the world. And I still do. And that's still my driving force. That's always, always, always my driving factor is to help more people, is to create more positive, more positive, positive change in the world and those beautiful ripple effects of that. And so I think you've just got to have the strong enough why, because that's going to be the thing that pulls you through when you have any wobbles, when you have doubts, when people tell you you're, you're mad and you shouldn't do it and you should stay with your stable job or whatever it might be, is yeah, coming back to that why and that inner knowing and the passion, the love that you have for it. Okay, next question is, I would love to know if you've ever had fear of success. Yes. Hell yes, I have. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Especially, especially in the first couple of years of my business and then at every little up level as well. <laughs> I think it's a really common fear. You know, one of my favorite quotes that I've shared is the Marianne Williamson quote, quote about how I'm going to paraphrase this here, but how it's our, it's the light, not our darkness that scares us the most. And I think that's so true. We're scared of our potential, of our success, of what that might mean, of if it's going to change my life or my relationships or, yeah, what does that look like? Absolutely. I think it's a really common fear and I've definitely experienced this myself, um, yeah, and, and many, many times before, but especially at the start, I think. And I think actually there was a really big light bulb moment and that's when I think I came across that quote and when it really resonated with me was when I realized that it was actually not so much the fear of failure or the fear of judgment or whatever other fears that we often have when we're doing something new or starting our business was actually the fear of success. What does it mean if I make X amount of money? What does it mean if I, you know, make six figures, multi six figures? What does it mean if I'm like a successful coach? What does it mean if I become really well known for this? Is it going to change my romantic relationship? Is it going to change my friendships? Is it going to change the dynamic in my family? Are people going to look at me differently? What does that mean to me? Um, you know, all of those questions, all of those doubts, right? 
But ultimately, like answer those questions for yourself if that feels really supportive, because sometimes it can be really helpful to be like, okay, so let's just say that, you know, I did create this beautiful, successful business, which side note, you are going to, (laughs) I believe in you. And, you know, let's just say hypothetically, like if, if this was to happen, if like my version of success was to come true, what would it, what would I do? Like, what would, what would happen? What if it changes my relationships? What will happen then? What will I do about it, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think that's really nice, a nice way to kind of soothe that fear and realize that actually most of those things are just perceived fear. They're they're not my reality. They're not based on evidence or fact. And ultimately, I think it comes down to and I know this was the was true for me is like the fear of me changing. Um, and maybe I didn't like that version of myself or whatever it might be. But I think actually, <laughs> I love myself way more because I'm successful because I'm doing what I love. Um, and actually, it's calling forward a higher version of myself. And I love that. And you know, I think that's a part of the human experience and the journey, right? And a big part of why we we have goals and dreams and want to do big things in our businesses and our lives. So yeah, like, if I was to change, am I actually going to change for the worse? Or am I actually going to change for the better here? And maybe my relationships would change for the better. Maybe my life would change for the better. So just reminding yourself, you know, fear and a critic's always going to jump to the negative. But ask yourself, answer those questions, and I think you might be pleasantly surprised there. Alrighty, so next business-related question is, what's one thing you wished you'd done sooner in your business? Mm, what's one thing you'd wish you'd done sooner in your business? I think there's a couple of things. Mostly it's about investing in support. So first and foremost, I wish I had had a business coach from day one and I didn't. And I thought that I'd done my course, I'd done my training that, you know, I should be fine. I should be able to like create this business myself. But then I started doing it and realized that if I didn't have support and accountability and like the strategic advice, I just yeah, I just floundered. I, I, um, I got lost in my head a lot. I lost in the self doubt and all of the mindset wobbles and hurdles that we have to overcome in the early stages. And without that support, it just meant that my growth was really, really, really slow. Um, so when I first hired my first business coach, that's when things really started changing. And then when I came into the mastermind experience, that completely catapulted my business. So I think if I was to do anything sooner, it would have been to have business coaching support from the start and then consistently doing it, obviously. Once I was in, I was in and have consistently invested every single year, pretty much constantly since I started my business. Um, But yeah, I would have done it sooner. And probably the other thing is hiring a virtual assistant sooner. I think I had a lot of fears and wobbles around that, as I think a lot of us do, right? Hiring someone new, outsourcing is is, is scary. It's tricky, right? And um, it brings up a lot of fears and, and wobbles and doubts and things like that. And, you know, our businesses are our babies often. And, you know, it's something that's so dear and close to our heart. So it can be hard to, you know, let go of the reins a little bit and to delegate and to give some of those tasks away, etc. So I think, yeah, really normal that we all experience that. I experienced it, but I think I would have done it sooner. Um, that would probably be my other thing because 
it enabled me to grow so much faster because I got to a point where I was kind of limiting myself really because I was doing everything in my business and that meant my capacity to hold more clients and to create new offers and things like that was significantly limited in terms of literally like time capacity but also I want to say from like a mental capacity and creativity creative capacity as well you know when you're literally doing everything in your business then it can be hard to zoom out and look at the bigger picture sometimes even if you've got a coach you know I think just the day-to-day runnings of your business becomes a lot when you have grown to you know 10k plus months etc or you've got a consistent stream of clients so probably that would be my next thing is investing in a virtual assistant to support me in my business sooner than I actually did because that supported me so much to grow to the next level and also just to have more capacity to hold more clients and also more capacity to create and you know really just focus on my zone of genius. And lucky last question is, how do you manage your time um, re-working from home and in different time zones? Oh, okay. So how do I manage my time? Maybe I'll walk you through my schedule currently, but also knowing that this is obviously going to shift and change when I move into a new season. But... I have worked my business now to a point where obviously this is my full-time gig has been for gosh over two years now oh my goodness that's so exciting um (laughs) and I have a fully booked business etc so and I also have two team members supporting me at the moment in my business as well there's a whole nother episode actually um on that so definitely go check that out if you're interested in team members hiring etc because I think there'll be yeah lots of insights there Um, But how do I manage my time? So in my current schedule with coaching clients, I have at least one day, normally a Monday, that I have completely off client calls. And so that's when I do like any of the strategic high-level CEO planning stuff in my business. It also is a little bit of admin-y stuff, but it's mainly creation. So it's content creation, it's recording podcast or podcast interviews, um, and any kind of project that I have on that I'm doing in my business. Maybe it's working on a new offer or new resources or whatever it might be. So I think that's really nice idea if you are um, heading to full time or you are full time in your business uh, to be able to have a day where you don't see one-to-one clients or don't do your client calls or programs, etc. Because yeah, that's just really nice to have that space and time to work on the business, not always in the business, if that makes sense. The other thing, of course, is like having a really good calendar. So um, an electronic calendar is absolutely necessity when you have your own business and when you're working um, independently, absolutely. So um, having a really good scheduling program as well. So I use Acuity, for example, for client calls. So everything's done through there and it syncs with my calendar. So that's really wonderful. I also color code my calendar. So I've got set colors for coaching calls, for um, more of business strategy type um Uh, things I've got another one for appointments Um, what else some also some personal me time stuff as well that's color-coded in there and then like my well-being kind of gym stuff as well is another color so that's really helpful 
Um, I also have a planner, like a, a hard copy, a paper planner. Um, I'm really old school and <laughs> love paper and pen. So I know it probably seems a little bit silly because I double up, but I actually love having my calendar, which I have on my weekly view. So I know what's going on when, and I've got when have I got certain tasks and certain calls, etc. Et when I've got white space, etc. And then normally I would write my list of key things that I'm going to achieve that specific day and that's normally what I would do in my hard um hard what's it called my paper notes in my planner um I'm a huge fan of just like writing pen to paper and actually seeing it and being able to tick those things off the other thing though that really supports me and I've really had to lean lean into this I resisted it for a little while at the start and I know a lot of business owners do is using a project management tool so whether you have your own business or not, I think this is really helpful. And if you have team members, it'll absolutely be essential. If you don't, then that's totally cool as well. But I think it's still really helpful to set this up early on. So I use a program called Asana. It's free, it's free or the free version is amazing. I've never had to upgrade. Um, but there's other ones like I think one called ClickUp or Trello. There's lots of different ones, but Asana is my preference. And so on there, there's lots of different boards. So you can have different projects on the go. So for example, in my business, I have one on the podcast. I have one on the mastermind program. I have one on launches, um, various things like that in the business. So within that, you can then write, it's basically like, an electronic to-do list slash brain dumping tool. <laughs> so I often write content ideas in there or brain dump any ideas in there. Um, you can then set tasks and like to-do lists under each thing, under each heading. You can assign them to certain people. So that's where obviously if you have team, you can be delegating tasks. You can be setting due dates and reminders and those sorts of things or, or setting recurring tasks as well. So that's that's been huge and I think if you get you know any stage of business start using it wherever you are but definitely if you've got um, if you're moving into more full-time work and you've got team members etc you need to have some kind of project management tool that's going to be really supportive for you there working from home yeah so working from home specifically I think again it comes down to boundaries and discipline um, I've actually just recently moved my office down into our sleep out, which is uh, separate from the house, still on the same property, obviously, um, mainly for baby. So baby has my, the nursery is now my old office and I'm down in the sleep out. But actually, I've actually loved it because it means that I like walk from my house to, to my office and back, even though it's a really short walk across the garden. It's actually really nice to create a little bit of separateness there. And so, I mean, I know that that's not necessarily um, a possibility for some people and it definitely wasn't in my in our old house, but it is here. And so if you have that opportunity, amazing, use it. Um, but yeah, boundaries, having set time, set hours, having your lunch break still, those sorts of things is going to be crucial for you. And then time zones, great question. So yes, I, I see international clients and that's like oh, 
such a joy and so, so good with online businesses that we are a global brand in a business. So what does that look like for me? It's really using my calendar. It's really looking at um, like using a scheduling program like Acuity, for example. Um, whenever I'm signing a client, we've always had some kind of sales call or discovery call. So we've talked about the time zones and we've talked about possibilities in terms of what would work with our schedules and things like that. So you really just need to make that work for you and your business. And that's going to look a little bit different depending on the stage of business that you're at, right? So for example, at the start, I used to see clients on a Saturday morning um, while I was still in my physio job. That's obviously not something that I do now because um, I don't need to. And I do Monday to Friday work. So it kind of depends on your capacity, um, the stage of business you're at, the demand, those sorts of things. But I think ultimately it is going to be about setting some boundaries, but also being a little bit flexible. I think that's the beauty of having your own business, right? Is that, you know, for example, earlier this week, I had a coaching call with a beautiful soul in Norway. And so our time zones are so different. And so I started at seven o'clock that morning. Um, and then sometimes I do an evening call as well. And so that's cool. I love it. And I'm, and you know, when there's the right client, I will absolutely make that work because I want to support them. And it's a really aligned connection. Um, but it just means that like on those days, for example, I need to finish earlier or I need to have some time off in the middle of the day if I possibly can, you know, to really look after myself as well and to make sure that I'm being the best coach that I can be. So yeah, I think the biggest thing is just make it work for you use a calendar, use a paper diary, use a project management tool, be really disciplined, set boundaries with yourself, but also make it work for you. Um, and, and knowing that every stage of life and business is going to look slightly different depends on your time capacity, your other commitments, all of those things, right? So it's not like a one size fits all. It's going to look a little bit different for different people. All right, lovelies. Oh my goodness, that was so fun to record. Such a good episode. Thank you so much for sending in those questions. I have absolutely loved sharing this with you all and um, basically talking <laughs> talking about myself a whole lot. But I love these episodes. I love yeah, hearing about what you guys want to know more about. And um, I always like it from uh, you know a consumer point of view as well of like hearing more about the business owner and the person behind it. So thank you so much. I hope that's really helpful. Um, appreciate you so much. And yeah, let's talk to you again really soon. Wasn't that epic? For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world. 